welcome to The Unsophisticated Palate, a podcast about all things wine, beer, and spirits. Each week, join us on our journey as we drink and delve into different alcohol-related topics. I'm Mark. I'm Lisa. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Got a drink as always. And, no, I almost uh, didn't drink there for a minute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was that, like, wait a second. <laughs> yes, must drink. That's <laughs> mandatory here. Um, so, Lisa, um, welcome. Thank you. Uh, you are our first kind of quote-unquote expert, if you will. I consider you an expert. Anyway, um, you are the head brewer at um, Heater Allen Brewery? Brewing. Brewing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's get that right. Um, and uh, and we're on site here. You guys are brewing today. Yeah, just um, finishing up a brew session. Very nice. The, the tap room is open. Yes. I think. Yep. So there may be some occasional noises, interruptions as people are coming and going, but that's a, that's a good thing. So um, welcome. And if you want to tell us a little bit about you, and as always, we like to delve <laughs> into the your relationship with alcohol. So uh, Yeah. So um, I grew up in... The Portland area, um, kind of during the craft beer scene and had parents that were very into beer and wine. Um, so kind of have always been around alcohol. Uh, I didn't really start drinking until I was 18 um, when I went to college. And of course. I feel like most people. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and I've always kind of had an interest in, in beer, I think, because it's it was more affordable as uh, a student and all of that. Um, yeah. And even though I always had an interest in wine as well. Um, and uh, yeah, and then here I am now working at working at a brewery. Uh, and I actually went, uh, started in the wine industry. I worked in the wine industry for a while. Okay. Um, my Heater Allen is a family business. My dad started in 2007. And then after working a couple of wine harvest kind of figuring out what i was going to do next he asked me to come work for heater allen and that was december 2009 and nice. it's been almost 10 years and i'm still here so <laughs> um and i've always i've always liked beer it's always been part of my life as for as long as i can remember so nice no it sounds like yeah you were brought up in it and yeah it's a yeah. good fit and i mean being here for 10 years that can't be a bad job no 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 not <laughs> at all yeah yeah my and my um both like my uncles and my dad always homebrewed and stuff too when I was growing up. So yeah, always been around. It's in the blood. Of, yes, <laughs> definitely in the blood. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and so now we're here at Heat Around now and we're, what are we drinking specifically? Cause this is. We are drinking Pills, which is our Bohemian style Pilsner. Um, and uh, Bohemian or Bohemian or Czech style Pilsner. Uh, Bohemia is um, in the Czech Republic. So um People use both of those words kind of interchangeably. Um, so, yeah, and this is actually what we brewed today. Oh, so uh, this is fresh. Uh, well, no, this isn't oh. the one we brewed today. Okay. This is the style we brewed today, I should say. That no, that would be a quick change of, like, <laughs> beer to, you know. Actually, I guess so, huh? Yeah. I, I'm going to learn <laughs> yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. We're talking a little bit before, and I think it does take longer than 24 hours. It does, yeah. Um, but this is the style we brewed today. We brew a lot of pills. It's our flagship beer. We sell more we sell more of our pills than we do of far and away more of pills than we do of any of our other beers. So, um, and that's, it's definitely the beer we're known for. 
Awesome. So. And so we're in McMinnville, Oregon, and if mm -hmm. people want to come by, they can buy on Friday, Saturday. Yeah, we're so right now the tap room is uh, just open on Fridays and Saturdays. Fridays we're open uh, three until seven p.m. and then on Saturdays we are open noon until six p.m. So excellent. Yeah, hope to eventually expand those hours, but right now that's when we're. Yeah, well, and I recommend come by and or just uh, pick it up wherever it's available because mm -hmm. this is, I'm enjoying this. This is very good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, we're um, in, we uh, distribute to Washington, Oregon, and California. Oregon is obviously our biggest market. Um, Portland being our biggest market. Yeah. <laughs> um, and most of the time when you see us on tap around uh, around Portland, it is the, the pills that's on tap. So Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so now this is a, well, it's a Pilsner, but... It's also a, a lager. A step above that, yeah, is the lager. So yes. what is a lager? A lager? <laughs> yeah. I like to always say uh, with people, um, a pilsner is always a lager, but a lager isn't always a pilsner. Because uh, I think people confuse the two a lot um, because the most, probably the most popular type of lager is a pilsner. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe in Germany it's a Hellas, but still, it's it's a very it's it's probably the one of the most popular styles of Pilsner, um, and so a lager relates to the yeast that is used in the brewing process. It is a colder fermentation, um, and it takes and because it's cold, it's a slower fermentation as well. Um, so whereas in ale would probably f ferment, I mean ales are. You can ferment at a lot of different temperatures, but usually the lowest temperature you'd ferment as an ale. That's not to say you couldn't ferment at a lower temperature, but usually around 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm. Um, and uh, a lager, usually you're fermenting right around 50 degrees Fahrenheit, sometimes lower than that, sometimes a little bit higher than that. And you can, there are styles where you do ferment higher than that, but usually that's the range for a typical uh, typical lager. So it's a, it's a cold brew and... Bottom fermenting yeast and and I mean then that kind of makes sense but is there I don't know can you I don't know make it simple for someone like me <laughs> <laughs> the um it's so it it really is just down to what I I like to say temperature and um it's it is a different I'm not going to be able to remember the science name of course when I'm on the spot but <laughs> well, I, <laughs> um, I think I have uh, it here and Saccharomyces pasteurase Pasteurisa, I am going to pronounce it wrong. But you know what? I've got it written down, and that's yeah. closer than I would even come. So <laughs> that's perfect. Um, whereas, like, ale yeast, and actually most wine yeast is Saccharomyces cerevisiae. That I know how to pronounce. <laughs> um, or maybe I, someone out there is probably still going to say I pronounced it wrong, but whatever. It's all good. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so it's a different, it's a completely different yeast, and it, um, it does better fermenting cold and then also it is a yeast that, um, as you can tell, the beer we're drinking is a little bit cloudy. So our beer is unfiltered um, and it uh, will stay in solution and it actually will keep. Um, I mean, usually it's a lot of the time when we release it, it dropped out. I think this is a this is a new keg. And so I think we got the first couple of pints and it's a little bit cloudier than I would like it, but <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> well, I'm not um, judging. I'm just tasting. Yeah, it. yeah. Good, so. <laughs> um, but the the yeast stays in solution, and so it helps. And even so, the lagering process. This is 
more what I should get into with lagers that makes them really different is that um, act- after fermentation, you lager. Lager means to store. And um, the lagering process, it depends on um, the brewery, but you can lager anywhere from a couple of days to several months, um, sometimes even longer than that if you want to. Um, but the yeast continues working even at really cold for really cold temperatures. So you'll kind of get rid of imperfections and impurities that you would have to remove with another process. Um, and so, yeah, the yeast, that's what's great about lagers and what's really cool about them is that uh, they just kind of keep keep working, keep moving, and even at cold temperatures. They're not still fermenting, but they're just kind of getting things out of solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so um, I guess I should say for our for most of our beers, like a pills, we do two weeks of fermentation and then six weeks of lagering time. Um, but, and like I said before, depending on the brewery, they're going to lager for a different period of time. Um, and you actually get... Uh, you can lager a little bit faster um, at colder temperatures. So you're not going to get quite as much movement from uh, the yeast at the super cold temperatures, but you can, uh, the yeast will drop out a little bit faster and you'll get a little bit more clarity. And now I'm getting too technical. Sorry. No, no, that's good. This is good. This is why we're here. This is why we're here. So, um, and so you can, and, and normally I just kind of throw out some, facts that I, I found uh, in the wonderful world. Yeah. Um, but so you can kind of fact check me even a little <laughs> bit here. Um, so uh, one of the things I noted on that is is because it's done this way, because it, it brews cold, it takes a lot longer mm-hmm. and that can make it a little bit more expensive and a little bit more complicated to make, um, which may be why a lot of people initially, or at least for a while, went with ale. Yeah, and it's um, especially for uh, microbreweries, the turnaround time is so much um, is so much slower. And you know, with a lot of um, depending on what type of ale you're going to make, you can turn that around in about two weeks. Um, some are even faster than that. Um, some and some, of course, are a little bit longer. But with uh, a lager, you usually need, especially, I, I mean, I kind of feel I'm of the opinion that you need, a lo- you need a little bit longer than that to make them properly. And so you need a lot of cold space, cold storage, whether that's uh, cold rooms or um, glycol jacketed tanks. Uh, you need someplace cold to put the beer and store <laughs> it for long periods of time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And so now, again, fact check me here or whatever. So... This is what I found interesting, which is why it matters that it's cold, right? So what what's different, right? Or, or so it kind of said, and and uh, so <laughs> that that the chemical reactions are happening more slowly at lower temperatures, um, and that means it's going to um, you know work more slowly. It's going to have a little bit of a greater remnant of sugar in the beer. It's going to leave a little extra sugar in there, which um, combine com- when you have a little extra sugar, you have the very slow attenuation. Does uh-huh. that make sense? Yep. Can, I'm going to have you explain <laughs> that word to me in a minute here. Um, but basically, it results in a, be- uh, a more full-bodied beer with fewer, um, with a little bit better, uh, fewer fruity flavors and a more mellow palate, um, crisper in character and less fruity in aroma than a nail. 
Yes. How is all that? No, so yeah, that's very, and that's something important that I, I forgot about. That's a huge difference between ales and, um, and lagers. You don't get, um, lager yeast should not produce esters. Those are those fruity flavors. Thank you. Um, I was about to say, what is an ester? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, esters are like the fruity flavors and stuff. Lager beer um, should not have esters. It shouldn't have those fruity flavors in it, um, unless, of course, fruit was added to it. But um, <laughs> that's a whole other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a whole other. That's a whole other podcast episode. Yes. <laughs> um, fruit beers. Uh, so, and you do because of that get a. Um, a cleaner kind of taste I find um, mm-hmm. and, and that crisp, that crispness that you get. Um, and lagers also tend to be a little bit higher carbonated than a lot of ale styles. Um, and uh, trying to remember the other thing you mentioned that I was going to talk about. Uh, attenuation. Attenuation. Okay. That was what <laughs> I was. Like, yeah. So yeah, attenuation. It um, definitely depends on uh, the style of lager you're doing. But um, so attenuation is how much sugar you have in your um, wort, unfermented beer to start with, and then how much the yeast ferments that through. And the how essentially, so your percentage of attenuation is um, if you go, you know, if you go from 10, uh, most things, brewers, uh, measure most things in, um, a measurement called Play-Doh. That's again, probably a whole nother podcast, but so if you go from 10, 10 degrees Play-Doh to zero degrees Play-Doh, um, that would be a hundred percent attenuation. And so usually a beer, our Pilsner, um, finish it so it's just it's yeah it's and so what that measures though is the um that would be all of the sugar in the beer is gone if it went down from 10 to zero usually um and again yeah it depends on the style so our pilsner usually finishes it usually starts at about 12 and usually finishes around two and a half ish um and so uh we get about from our and it's we get about 80 percent attenuation um uh, right around there, 79 to like 82. Um, and so you're not, uh, and so yeah, that just is a measurement of how much sugar is left in the beer. And um, you get, you do get like a little bit more body in in that. Um, it's not necessarily going to be sweet, mm-hmm. um, but you're just going to, it should especially just add a little bit more like kind of multi, maltiness to the beer. Malty so. yumminess. And <laughs> that's what makes it good. Um, Awesome. So, uh, perfect. That answers all that. And I, I made a note of Play-Doh. We may have to come back to that at some point yeah. in time. I <laughs> haven't heard of that. So yeah. that's, that's fun. Um, so a couple other, I think, before we move on to types of loggers, um, uh, the only other thing I had is it's relatively new. Um, we'll get into some history in a little bit, but it's it's like, I, and I say relatively new, yeah. in the alcohol world. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's been around for for millennia. Yeah. Um, it's only been about two hundred years plus a little bit, I think, that that loggers have been around. Is that? I th- yeah, it's um, give and take. Uh, that I kind of I and I'm I would have to go back and see exactly when. Um, I think I think loggers have been around for a little bit longer than that. I think that is actually 
when Pilsner became popular was about 200 years ago. Okay. Um, so other types of lagers, and again, I might be wrong and not remembering that, but I feel like it's been around for a little bit longer than that. Well, I again, pulled this off the <laughs> internet, so I'm pretty <laughs> so, yeah. sure that... <laughs> yeah, it's like, and you could be totally right. I no, could I'm be, just, like, not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And, and, and you could be very right that, that it was more towards that. So, yeah. Um, and, and a little bit, got to throw these out here, and I know these may make you cringe a little bit, <laughs> but I need to because um, just to help kind of relate all of this, the yeah. more common lagers, so the people kind of know a lager, uh, uh, several well-known brands, it's your Miller, Budweiser, Corona, Heineken, those are all lager style or in the lager family mm-hmm. of beer. So yes. yeah. if, if you're kind of sitting there wondering, you know, am I drinking a lager? What is a lager? Have I experienced a lager? Odds are, if especially if you're um, a young kid in America, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you've experienced you've a, a lager and not known it. Yeah, <laughs> and most likely the the pilsner, which we'll we'll get into. But before we'll kind of jump into some of the different types of lagers. But before we do that, I mean, anything else to add on what is a lager? What makes it different? Why they're the best in the world, or not, yeah. or I don't know anything in between. It is the most popular beer style. In the world. That is true, actually. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, and a lot of people, and I think that, um, be, yeah, before we get into types, I think that uh, previously, as you mentioned, um, I think that's one of the reasons, because most American domestic beers um, are are lagers, I think that uh, it's, it's changing, but lager kind of has a bad name because people, with, they associate lager with some of those American domestics and they're like, Oh, I don't like that beer. So, um, but that is starting to change, which is a very good thing. Yes. And, <laughs> good, and for <laughs> good for me. Very and, good for you. Very good for me. Yeah. And I'd wholeheartedly agree. I mean, this is, this is so much more than, um, you know, uh, what I saw maybe not as flatteringly referred to as beer water or other yeah. kinds of yeah. things, which you're going to get in some of those. So if it's yeah. done right, um, you know, uh, in, in a not mass-produced yeah. kind of a style, you can get a very good yeah. lager. And yeah, and not to say those aren't, like, uh, there's definitely a place for the uh, yeah. <laughs> the domestic lagers that exist, and um, I have been known to drink a few in my day as well. So. Uh, yep, I think we all have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Point. And we probably all will again. <laughs> exactly, yeah, so. totally. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Okay, so um, jump into different types of lagers. I saw this... Um, and, and again, confirm or deny, yeah. <laughs> um, but it said that lager is not necessarily a type, but rather like a family of beers. Yeah, I would say that's very true. So um, as uh, we discussed earlier about Pilsner, um, lager, and as we've talked about this whole time, um, a lager just refers to essentially yeast and process. Um, and... Uh, there are a lager can be super pale and it can be super dark. Um, it can be, you know, pretty low percent alcohol. It can be pretty high percent alcohol. So um, it just, it, it's just the yeast that you use. And again, the process. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people kind of, they think of a lager as, as a like, pale or a yellow beer and that's not that's not the case it can be um any any color of the beer rainbow <laughs> yes <laughs> all the beer rainbow which yes, is yeah which is a great thing yeah <laughs> um okay so i'm gonna walk through some of these that i found mm-hmm. um and then you can 
comment, yay or nay. Yeah. And there's a lot of them. And oh, so I don't know if are. we're actually going to go through all of them or, or at least not any kind of a deep level. Yeah. But first and foremost, we've talked about Pilsner's. Yes. Um, or they have several pills. Uh, actually, this is called pills. So, yeah, pills. So um, Pilsner was first really became really popular in um, Pilsen in the Czech Republic. And Pilsner actually means from Pilsen, technically. So this is why we don't call our, we call it pills instead of calling it Pilsner because we're trying to stay away from, because we're not from from Pilsen. (laughs) So, um, but a Pilsner is essentially uh, a hoppy, a hoppier lager. Again, it's not going to be as hoppy as an IPA, but it should have some pretty nice um, hop aroma and hop bitterness in a Czech style Pilsner like we are drinking. Um, A lot of that is going to be, it's traditionally um, hopped with Czech sauce hops, which we use um, pretty much 95% of the hops in this beer are Czech sauce hops. Um, and then you have like a German Pilsner, you have a export Pilsner, like there's all sorts, There's and then you have the American adjunct Pilsner, which would be like your um, kind of domestic lagers. So. And is would that be, because I've again, I've with all my thing, I've got oh, American yeah, pale lagers and American dark lagers. Is that kind of what you're referring to in the American ones, or are those... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it depends on, again, because it's in the family. So it dip, I think now, too, with the craft craft brewing movement, there are people that are t- doing a more American take on a lager. And um, so it's... Okay. Well, and, and things weren't very friendly on this one either. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think they may be more referring to some of those yeah. mass-produced ones. Yeah, um, probably, Especially with the American are, Pale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think one of the comments I saw, it says, primary... A th- Primarily a thirst quencher and designed to be served very cold. And I think yeah. so that's what you're that's not really probably, tasting yeah. much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so there's a, a Bach beer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Bach is another popular lager style. Um, <clears throat> there's actually different levels of Bach um, and different. Uh, there's kind of three main types of Bach beer. There's <clears throat> a My Bach or a Heller Bach, and that's a pale Bach. Um there is just a standard Bach, and then there's a Doppelbach, and that's essentially is a double Bach. So a Bach is a higher alcohol, one of the higher alcohol um, lagers. They're usually they're usually kind of in the seven percent range. Okay. Probably more like actually more like six and a half to seven percent range, um, and then kind of a my my Bach or a Heller Bach kind of falls in that same range, and then a Doppelbach is not necessarily going to be a double of a Bach, but it's probably going to be closer to like seven and a half, eight percent in a lot of cases. Okay. Um, sometimes even higher, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and in, uh, in Germany, they're all kind of released during, this is probably getting too in-depth, I'm sorry. No, no, this is good. That's why we're here. No, um, that's... And this is kind of, so uh, usually Bachs are released during what's called Stark beer season. Um, and that is essentially in the winter. So usually your um, standard Bach is kind of released right around end of November, December. Um, and then you have your uh, Doppelbach is kind of released during Lent because traditionally that's what um, the monks drank during Lent. Ah. Um, I mean, beer is liquid bread. Yes. Uh, yes and then is. a Maybach or a Hellerbach is usually released in the springtime. So, okay. um, so yeah. Yeah, and actually, I, th- I think a Maybach, I said, um, my is actually means May yep. in yep. German? Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and then Heller, as a, that means pale. 
I didn't oh, okay. <laughs> mention that. So. Oh, yeah, it's just fun. So. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of, uh, they're pretty, yeah, it's pretty much the same. Okay. <laughs> and now here's a fun one that I saw, and, and again, if it makes a, an icebox or ice. Oh, yeah, and I forgot about an icebox, too. Um, and that's essentially what you do with that. That's even a higher alcohol than a Doppelbock. You take a um, either Doppelbock, probably more typically a Doppelbock, or a Bock, and you um, freeze it, and mm -hmm. then you get the alcohol, or then you take the un frozen part out and so it's very concentrated yeah because so. the alcohol is not going to freeze the water is so exactly yeah so yeah it's very concentrated alcohol. and very high alcohol and those usually are like around the 12 13 range i think okay so, so yeah they're more like good after that. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay uh, let's see um and i'm gonna might throw a couple more out of here like i said there's yeah. a bajillion of them but oh I don't yeah think we there's need to a, go through them all <laughs> um but one i maybe it's a uh and I'm going to mispronounce this, a uh, uh, Marzen beer, Marzen beer or yeah. Oktoberfest beer? Yeah, so um, a Marzen beer is a, um, this is the traditional Oktoberfest beer. Uh, this is one of my favorite styles of lager, if it's done correctly. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. It's kind of an amber color. It, you have this nice kind of malty caramel character. Um and those tend to be, uh, traditionally, they were, why they were called Meritzen is they were brewed in March, and then they were put away until um, until September when Oktoberfest is. Um, so they had this huge amount of lagering time all summer long. Um, and uh, they traditionally now at Oktoberfest in uh, Munich, you would have more of what is a fest beer, and that is pale in color, and it's a little bit lower in alcohol than what a Mertzen would be. So a Mertzen is, it, usually it's right around the six range, six to six and a half. Um, and then uh, Fest beer is more like in the five to five and a half range, um, probably closer to the five and a half range. Okay. For the most part. Nice. I like that. <laughs> um, no, that's good. That's that's cool. And, and actually, you've mentioned this a couple of times. Um, but uh, just to, I guess, maybe drive it home a little bit, lager is the German word for store uh -huh. or yep. storing. And yeah. essentially, as we can see, it gets cold stored mm -hmm. over time to let it finish that. Is it is it fermenting or is it just it's kind spending of conditioning. time with itself? Conditioning. That's yes, a really good word. it's conditioning. It's working out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and so that's kind of where the name lager comes from. So a yeah. um, little bit of history. I, I mean, I can throw out what I've learned you have. Anything you want to just, I mean, I won't put you on the spot here a little bit, but if you want to. I know, I'm that. trying to. Um, well, you can I fact check me here, maybe, or fact check the, uh, yeah. the good old research <laughs> here, um, which is multi-sourced, um, but uh, um, some good old fashioned internet there um, mixed in. Um, but so it, it began, it says in the Middle Ages, so that is more than 200 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, like, I think that was. That, that, that answers that one. <laughs> yeah. um, Bavarian brewers discovered that their beer continued to ferment a little bit while it was being stored in cold ice caves over the winter. Yeah. Um, and they found that it was a greatly improved, very smooth, mellow-tasting brew, which we yes. kind of talked about. Yeah. That's the advantage of that process, right? Yeah, it, yeah definitely. It takes out some of those in impurities that yeah. you can have in beer. So. Yeah, which is good. So... Uh, they brew in late, like you're talking about here, late fall and store the beer covered with ice harvested from nearby lakes and rivers until the spring, and then they could drink it. Um, 
It was brought to Bohemia by to from from Bavaria to Bohemia by traveling monks. Yes. Um, so they're those good monks. I mean, I know so many <laughs> things when you trace back the roots of most many alcohols goes to those monks. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, well, I mean, they had you know they had the money, they had the space, they had the time, <laughs> and they were probably very happy. Yeah, a lot exactly. Of the time, yeah. Right? With all this. <laughs> You gotta have something to worship about, you know? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the beer. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and then let's see. Oh, and then actually in the second half of the 19th century, so that gets closer to that 200-year mark we're talking about, where I think you're right, it kind of goes into Pilsners and pasture of pasteurization, yeah. actually spent some time um, working on the yeast and, and perfecting some of the, the lager brewing. Um, and that's kind of, we got there. And then the first... Time it uh, or the introduction to America, um, if this is accurate, was by John Wagner in 1840, um, and he came uh, immigrated uh, from Bavaria and uh, brought some of that yeast with him and started brewing there on St. John Street in Philadelphia, um, and thus we have American lager. Thus we have, yeah, um, yeah. So the. Uh, one little history tidbit. So before, if you've, if I'm sure everyone's seen kind of the clay steins that you think yes. of with Germany, um, that was what people used to drink out of. And so they weren't really particularly interested in the color of beer and what it really looked like. And um, so a lot of it was what actually one style we didn't talk about, which is a dunkel lager. Um, and that's just a dark lager. It's brown and like it's brown in color. It's Duco. Um, yeah, I like Duco lager. <laughs> I want to say that. I just had to say it. Okay, go and, ahead. <laughs> uh, um, and so that was kind of a traditional, a very traditional style. Um, and then the monks that took the uh, yeast to Bohemia, and then there was, I think the story goes that there was a brewer that went to the Czech Republic from Bavaria and started um, brewing there and using, they had better water and better malt than Germany did, supposedly. And uh, that's what they made the Pilsner from. And then right around that time was when glass started being manufactured. And so, because this was, I think, I want to say like the 18... 40s or 1860s, kind of okay. right around middle of the 1800s. Um, and so when they, they they had this pale beer and it looked so beautiful in the glasses and then yeah. everyone became obsessed with Pilsner. So that's that's kind of a little Pilsner tidbit. And so it just kind of spread from, but essentially like uh, Bohemia is the origin of Pilsner. Nice. So. <laughs> okay, and all that right off the top of your head. That was amazing. I know. Just like, so, oh, yeah, I just happened. Yeah, to my, my dad is like a sponge of history knowledge about beer. So nice. I, I hear some these stories a lot. He probably well. would know, like, the dates, the name of the people, like, exactly. <laughs> I'm just so impressed because I'm like, <laughs> I looked all this up and I'm reading my notes yeah. as I'm going through all this. And, and you got that. So um, I'm going to hit some fun facts um, unless, and then see if, unless you have anything else to kind of share on lager in general or... I don't think so. Okay, that's good. Um, <laughs> so here's what I have for fun facts. Um, and again, you can confirm or deny or learn or whatever <laughs> from this. So um, one of the things was uh, in the, because one of the big things that made 
um, loggers possible was the advent, of course, of refrigeration, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So prior to that, um, they would dig cellars, um, you know, dip deep in the earth, fill them with ice. I think I mentioned that from nearby lakes and rivers, and that would keep the beer cold during the summer. Um, and then to kind of protect the cellars from the summer heat, they would grow chestnut trees um, because they have these big spreading dense canopies. So they get all the shade to that. They also have very shallow roots so they don't go down into the caverns and ruin that. Um, and then they would serve the beer there. And that is, according to lore here, the <laughs> advent or in, uh, introduction of the modern beer garden. So, because oh, cool. they kind of, yeah, they kind of, I mean, you go under these <laughs> trees out, and you yeah, drink and their you beer drink, and, like, yeah. and then they, that kind of carried over to like, well, we're going to yeah. drink beer in the city, but we need to have a more yeah. garden type atmosphere. Yeah. So that's fun. Um, you probably know this one, December 10th. I don't know if I know this that one. That is National Lager Day. I didn't. Oh, yeah. I think I, it, I you know. Obviously, it means a lot to you. Everything has a day, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> You don't stay awake at yeah, all. I'm you're like, excited oh, man, about it. It's Lager Day. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you're right. There is a day for yeah. everything. Um, and then these are unrelated to loggers, but um, I, you know, I came across them, so I just had to. Um, <laughs> the first one is is um, theoretical, um, so we'll just, but we're just going to run with it anyway. Yeah. But it says uh, supposedly the pilgrims landed at Plymouth, Plymouth Rock, um, not because that's where they wanted to go, but they actually wanted to go much further south. But they ran out of beer. <laughs> I actually heard that. As, I've heard that as well. Did yeah. you hear that yeah. as well? Okay, yeah. So they're like, we're out of beer. Here's where we're stopping. We're yeah. finding more alcohol and, and going yeah. from there. Yeah. So um, so that's why Plymouth Rock is Plymouth Rock. And and I'm going to probably not pronounce this right, um, but Sinociliacophobia. And that is the fear of an empty glass. Oh, I like so, that one. Yeah. And so we're, we're getting near the bottom of our glasses. But yeah. fortunately, I don't think... We have that fear. Do we have that yeah, fear? Not really, because you know the brewery is right out there. <laughs> um, and I actually, I actually thought of something really yes. quick. Yeah. No. No. Just to since about styles of beers, um, we didn't really talk too in depth about American lagers, and I feel like since that, what everyone has just really, or most everyone has tried in yeah, American that's their primary lager. experience. Right? Yes, yeah. and um, I would say the one main difference about these that a lot of people don't know, and especially I don't it, people that aren't in the beer world might not know, but after the Super Bowl commercial with the corn syrup stuff and all of that, and there was a big kerfuffle, and anyway, with between Budweiser and Coors, and um, but most American lagers uh, are adjunct lagers, so they use barley, which most beer is made from barley. Um, or wheat or rye, but mostly you have a portion of barley. Um, but an adjunct lager uses it means they use something else. So like Budweiser actually uses rice mm-hmm. um, in theirs. It, they use a portion of barley and a portion of rice. And um, I think it's Miller actually uses corn. Yes. Um, and But these uh, high gravity brewing, which allows you to make more faster. So oh. um, And actually, that is one thing too. The brewers at like Miller and Coors and Budweiser are like some of the, uh, they're super scientific and that beer, the one thing that pretty much every brewer will tell you is that it's amazing because of their consistency. They are so consistent every single time. (laughs) And so like, even though there's a lot of like between brewers, like the microbrew and the big brewery thing, there still is like much respect, I think, between both 
I mean, I'm going to say that maybe not everyone does. Well, <laughs> I think there's room in the world for yeah, a yeah. little bit of everything, right? I mean, you need those big mass-produced beers so yeah. that people can enjoy them and you can enjoy them anywhere you are. Exactly. Because that's part of the challenge is, is if I wanted to have a Heater Allen and I'm in New York, yeah. I can't have one. Yeah, yet. exactly. Yet. Yeah. We're going with yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and so that's, again, but, but you know, but by being a, a craft brewery, you have that ability to really hone in. And, and yes, they're they're very scientific and they're, yeah. they're very consistent, but you yeah. have, you can get a little bit more say artistic almost with it you can play more with it and you can you can do a lot more because you've got these smaller batches and and and, and the ability to do that right? yeah 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 so yeah and they i and like budweiser and all of it i i'm not sure the dates on any of it but they of course like a lot of those used to be 100 percent barley and um it was a flavor that changed um and people kind of liked the lighter flavors and they could get those more consistently brewing with these adjunct beers. Um, Well, and once you start producing on that scale, as you mentioned, you got to produce more, you got to produce faster, you got to produce first nationally and then internationally. You kind of, I mean, there's limits to what you can do. Exactly. And you got to find the ways to get there. Yep. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Uh, Anything else to add throughout there? Anything you want to talk about? think that's about it but uh definitely don't be afraid of uh trying trying lagers um that's what i will say i think um like i mentioned before a lot of people think it's gonna if they order a lager it's gonna be something that is pale and yellow but like our conversation has shown there are a bunch of different types and a bunch of different styles yeah and I'll second that because yeah. yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> um, and get out to Heater Allen if you're again in the in the area. It's uh, definitely worth it on a Friday and a Saturday. Yeah. And uh, or find them in if you're on the West Coast, pretty much. Yep. Yeah, we're in. Uh, yeah, like I said, Washington, Oregon, and um, California. So. Awesome. All right. Well, for some for a summary of what we talked about today, um, any ideas for future topics, questions, input, all that other fun stuff, you can go to our website. Uh, www.theunsophisticatedpalette.com. Um, if you get a chance, subscribe to the podcast, rate us. That all helps other people find us and gives us the warm fuzzies because, you know, <laughs> yeah. stars are good for, I mean, I imagine you guys get well rated. Oh, yeah. It yeah. feels good, right? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. feels good. <laughs> feels good. So make us feel good. Yeah. Um, and until next time, drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers.